It is great to have all of you at Orchard Church today. Also want to welcome those that may be joining us online. And I want to congratulate you because so far you have perfect attendance in church in 2019. Give yourself a hand. Perfect attendance. Keep it, keep it going. If you haven't already, take out your Bibles and turn to the Gospel of Matthew, that's the first book book of your New Testament, Matthew chapter 28, verse 19, is where we will be in just a moment. As you're turning there, I want to give you an update of the incredible things that God did uh, during the Christmas season here at Orchard Church. We had six Christmas services, as you know, and I want to just thank all of you who invited people, who prayed for our services, for all of you who served in our services, because you were a part of seeing 179 people give their life to Jesus say yes to Jesus this Christmas. So can we celebrate that? That is incredible. Um, we had uh, 4,712 people come to one of our six services this year, and it was incredible. A lot of people said it was the best Christmas services uh, that we have ever had here at Orchard. And I want to read one particular email. We had a lot of emails and Facebook posts, uh, people commenting on how much they love the Christmas service. But this one really uh, touched my heart, and I want to share it with all of you. Uh, this lady wrote in. She said, I was given special permission to bring a group of inpatient drug and alcohol rehab patients to church on Christmas Eve. Upon the recommendation of a friend, I brought them to Orchard for service, and it was awesome. I know that Jesus met my people right where they were at in your chairs, and a couple of them met him personally. Can we celebrate that? That's really an awesome story. So thank you to all of you who had a a part in that. And if six Christmas services wasn't enough for me to do, I did all six of them. After the last service on Christmas Eve, uh, my daughter, uh, my youngest, got married right here at Orchard Church by the fireplace. Uh, She married a guy that's in the Marine Corps. And uh, so they had to kind of have a quick little wedding and then they went off to uh, the West where uh, he is stationed. And so I'm I'm half empty nester now. I've got one married off. So maybe you saw that on Facebook, but we're happy for her. Jesse, her husband, and and praying for them, and we're really excited to add him to our family. Uh, Next week, we are going to be launching our Bandwidth series. It's the perfect series to start your new year off right, talking about making space this year for what matters most, that we just don't go running through life and do so many things that we don't keep the focus on the most important things. And the most important thing we want to make space for this year is our relationship with God, because that permeates all of our other relationships. And that's what I want to talk to you a little bit about today. And I'm going to sit down for this talk because uh, this is kind of a family meeting talk a little bit, if, if you will. And so at our house, at the Dameron house, when we would have a family meeting, uh, we would gather in our hot tub, especially when my kids were teenagers. We'd say, okay, family meeting in the hot tub because there was no TVs, there was no radios, there was no cell phones, and we had a captive audience. So I'm just gonna pretend like you guys are all sitting in my hot tub. Just please do not imagine your pastor in his Speedos in the hot tub. That would be a little, little bit weird. So don't think of it that way. But I just wanna talk to you uh, about some, things that God did last year here at Orchard Church and where God is taking us and the part that we all have in this as we go into 2019. That's one of the things I think we love about the new year. It's a time of reflection and it's a time of renewal, reflecting on what God has done and renewing our commitment to the mission that God has given to us. And so if you've been around Orchard Church for a little while, if you're new to Orchard Church, I wanna remind you that when we moved into this new facility a little over a year ago, uh, that was not the finish line. We believed that that was just the beginning of all the amazing things that God was gonna do through this ministry and this community and and around the world. And we say it this way, it's not about building our kingdom, it's about building his kingdom, amen? And and so God, the only reason 
for a facility is to better facilitate ministry and, and our mission. But God gave us a 2020 vision. We prayed for many months. We talked about it, prayed about it as a leadership team, uh, a 2020 vision that by the end of the year 2020, that God would, um, would do some incredible things to help people find and follow Jesus in and through this ministry. And so I wanna remind all of us of what that 2020 vision is, is that by the end of the year 2020, we're praying that we'll see 5,000 new people come to faith in Jesus Christ, 5,000 salvations, 1,500 people baptized, going public with their faith, and starting at least one new location. Um, let me talk about where we're at in these. We've been here just a little over a year. We've got two years left in the 2020 vision. Uh, the 5,000 salvations is significant because that represents a, about 10% of the unchurched population. There's over 50,000 people within a three-mile radius of this facility, this building, uh, that are unchurched. Many of them do not know Jesus and we wanna reach at least 10% of them. Well, we're well ahead um, of our goals at this point since we've just since we moved into this building. And I want you to think about, I'm gonna share a number, but this number represents lives that has been turned from death to life. And, and, and we're about depopulating hell and populating heaven around here, amen? 2,975 people have said yes to Jesus just since we moved into this building a year ago. Oh, did you, do I need to say that again? Are y'all, did you not understand that? that that's significant. I mean, that is, that is something to get really excited about. And I wanna thank all of you um, that have lived on mission, that have prayed for people, invited people, that are serving and giving here at Orchard Church. You're a part of every one of those lives uh, being changed. And then um, our vision is by the end of 2020 to see 1,500 people baptized, going public in their faith with believer's baptism. And since we moved into this building, we've had 474 people that have gone public with their faith in believer's baptism, amen? Let's praise God for that. And just to give you some context how significant that is, the average church in America baptizes seven people every year. Seven. So we're, listen, we're experiencing God do some God-sized things. Amen? 474 just in the last year since we moved into this building. And then uh, we're excited to launch at least one more new location um, that's gonna be Orchard Church just in another community 20 to 30 minutes from here to help uh, more people find and follow Jesus in that location. And God has been doing some incredible things behind the scenes that I can now tell you about. And I'm gonna also ask you to pray about so we can see this happen by the end of the year 2020. Um, we started doing some demographic studies and we found that uh, the majority of the people that are coming to Orchard Church, the, the, the biggest number of people, the majority are coming from the Thornton area, uh, up and down the I-25 corridor over in like Western Thornton. And so we started praying about maybe putting a location over in Thornton about 20, 25 minutes away from us. And God opened an incredible door for us, much like he opened the door for us to meet in Prairie View High School when we first started 13 years ago. Um, there's a charter school. It is the largest charter school in the state of Colorado called Stargate Charter School. It's 144th and Washington, right behind the new Amazon plant and the Cabela's. And um, we went, we met with their uh, leadership there. We toured the facility. It's got a brand new fine arts auditorium. Uh, they said that they've had a lot of people request. They've said no to everybody except Orchard Church. And they said, we're gonna hold it for Orchard Church. That is a God-sized thing, Orchard. That's a big deal. 
So they have verbally told us that when we're ready to launch that location, they're holding it uh, for us. And so we are excited about that. Of course, we're going to need the right person to lead that uh, location. God opened the door for that. And I'm super excited to tell you guys that God has provided that as well. Um, many of you know that uh, we, for the last almost year, have had um, a man and his family, Michael Talley has been, Michael and Dale Talley, his wife is Dale, have been a part of Orchard Church doing a residency, a church plant residency. They've been praying about it. We've been praying about it. And so instead of them being sent out and leaving here and kind of doing their own thing, uh, he is coming on staff full-time as of right now. He's going to be our executive director of church planting, helping us launch the first location and other locations to follow. That is a God-sized thing as well. We're super excited to keep Michael and his family around here to be a, a part of that. And so I know you're wondering about the timeline. Uh, don't hold me to this. God's got to work out the details. But what we're praying about right now is doing some things in the community uh, the rest of this year into the summer, loving on the community, letting them know, you know, we're not just coming to be in the community, but for the community. And so we're hoping to have some preview services in the fall over there um, with hopefully a launch at the beginning of 2020. So about this time next year, we could be launching our first location over there. And so if you're from that Thornton area, be praying about being on that mission team. And I don't want you to think about going there just because it's maybe closer to your house, but, but to go there to be on mission to help more people find and follow Jesus. But we're super excited about that. So just be praying that God works out all the details because that is one of the fastest growing communities in the Denver metro area. And we're excited to put a location over there. That's exciting, isn't it? Pretty cool. So uh, let me uh, give you another update since we're kind of having a family meeting, you know, and you're feeling good in the hot tub. Um, the, a lot of people have asked, well, how has the budget gone? And we'll, we'll have our state of the church budget meeting uh, coming up a, a little bit later um, in January, and we'll tell you about that. But uh, people have asked, how has the building payment gone? Um, we never had debt for 13 years, but we had to take on some manageable debt to build this building. We were able to pay over $5 million of this building in cash and the land before we ever moved in. And we did take on a 20-year loan of about $8 million, um, but we're sitting in a facility and land that's worth $16 million. So before, when we moved in, it was already half paid for. And so we want to be out of debt as soon as possible to free that money up, to advance the kingdom, to start more churches and take on missionaries and feeding centers and orphanages. And so people have asked, how's the building payment gone? Not only have we, good news is we've been able to make the building payment, amen, but not, it hasn't crunched our budget or pinched our budget. As a matter of fact, we want to give God praise because of the incredible generosity of this church. The last quarter of 2018, we've been making double payments every month. And so let me tell you where we're at. This is exciting. Um, we have a buyer potentially for our land next door. Uh, we're entering into a contract. We have an offer on the land. If we get that land sold and with us making the double payments, we believe that we can be completely debt-free as a church in less than seven years maybe even quicker, saving $2 million in interest alone that could go into ministry and advancing the kingdom instead of a building payment. So I, I'm just super pumped and excited about that and can't thank you enough for, for your generosity and, and helping us stay on mission in that way. And, and we do all of this. The reason we built this facility is, is to help more people find and follow Jesus, to stay on mission. And we, we are as committed and passionate as we've ever been to reach the people in this community and around the world with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And, and I want to remind all of us 
As we, as we reflected on what God has done in the past year, I want us to renew our commitment on where God's taking us in this year and to remind us of our mission and that our mission is not something that we designed or we came up with. It's something that Jesus himself gave us 2,000 years ago uh, before he left this earth. Um, some would say this is his famous last words, the most important words that he gave to the church, um, what we're supposed to be doing. And it's found in Matthew 28, verse 19 and 20. We'll put it on the screen for you. And Jesus said this, Therefore, go and what, church? Go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. And be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Jesus said, go and make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Um, some people refer to this as the Great Commission. Have you ever heard of the Great Commission? Raise your hand. Um, I, I've never heard it referred to as the Great Suggestion. It's the Great Commission, not suggestion. It's a command. This is what Jesus told us to do. This is our marching orders to the church, to this church. And we wanna make sure that Jesus' last command here at Orchard is our first concern. And we simply say it this way. What is, what is making disciples? It's helping people find and follow Jesus. That's our, our mission that Jesus gave us, to help people find and follow Jesus. Now, in order to do that, there has to be a pathway. There has to be a journey. And so I wanna take most of the time uh, today to talk to you about Orchard's discipleship pathway. How do we help people find and follow Jesus? How do we fulfill the commission to go and make disciples? And we have a clear pathway that when people get on this, people find Jesus and they follow Jesus. And, and I, I, if you don't hear anything else, I say, hear this. We want to help. Our heart's desire is to help all of you, every one of you, first find Jesus and then follow Jesus. We want to help you to follow Jesus. We want to help you to grow and mature in your faith. We want to help you be connected to the, to the church family, God's people. We want to help you to live on mission and be a part of this mission to help people find and follow Jesus. And the things I'm about to talk about, it's not about what we want from you, but it's about what God wants for you to be on this mission with us together, to be on this discipleship pathway. Some of you have heard this before. If you're new to Orchard, this may be the first time that you're, you're gonna hear this, but this is what we're committed to and what we're all about. And we don't try to do a ton of different things here at Orchard Church and, and programs. We just try to do three things really, really well to fulfill the mission that Jesus gave us to go and make disciples. One of our values here at Orchard Church that you see as you walk down the hall is this. We love people more than programs, and we're willing to give up things we love for things we love even more. We're, we're not a program-driven church. We're going to have, you know, 100 different programs for you to choose from. We're going to try to do a few things really well that keeps us on mission to help people find and follow Jesus. If you're with me, say yes. Are you with me? You see, sometimes we describe Orchard Church when we meet people that have never been to Orchard. They say, well, what's Orchard Church like? What's your mission like? And we say, well, we're like this. We try to be Ruth Chris, not Golden Corral. Think about it. We try to be just focused on the right things. And so we say no to a lot of good things. We get a lot of good ideas. Well, hey, can we try this? Can we try that? We say no to good things so we can say yes to the best things that keep us on mission to help people find and follow Jesus. Peter Drucker said it this way about organizations, and I believe we can apply this to the church and the mission Jesus gave us. Peter Drucker said no organization, or we could say no church, can do everything. The worst thing to do is a little bit of everything. This makes sure that nothing is being accomplished. Isn't that true? 
If you try to be good at everything, you're good at nothing. And so we try to be laser focused on helping people find and follow Jesus by getting people on, helping them to get on the discipleship pathway to grow in their faith. And I wanna walk through our discipleship pathway uh, for you over the next few minutes. And I want you to ask this question of yourself. Where are you on this pathway? Where are you in relation to this pathway? I hope you'll take some notes. You have it there in your newsletter and you'll you'll follow along. But where are you on this discipleship pathway? And there are three major components to this discipleship pathway. And this is what they are. Reach, relate, reproduce. This is how we help people find and follow Jesus through these three things. Let's say it together, church. Reach, relate, reproduce. You can do better than that. Let's say it again. Reach, relate, reproduce. Let me just tell you, um, I don't know if I mentioned this in this service. If you could tell, I'm a little under the weather, and so you guys got to help me out tonight, all right? I've been dealing with some laryngitis. I'm trying to get past it, so, so help me out. Let's say it nice and loud. Reach, relate, reproduce. Let's first talk about the reach component of helping people find and follow Jesus. Mainly, reach takes place in our weekend services here at Orchard, and there's two steps that we would say fall under reach. If we can put that under there, these would be the two steps. First, saying yes to Jesus bringing people to faith in Christ. And as I said, we've seen over 2,900 people say yes to Jesus just since we moved into this facility. And then the second step is to get baptized, going public with your faith. 474 people have taken that step. That's how we reach people, help people find Jesus um, by them saying yes to Jesus and then going public with their faith and believers' baptism because that's what Jesus told us to do, make disciples and, and baptize them. Now here at Orchard, one of our values, another one of our values is that we focus on church health, which fosters church growth. Some people may look at Orchard and look at the size of our church and say, oh man, you guys are just trying to be a big mega church. We, we do not, we resist the label mega church. We are not a mega church, but we have a mega vision and mission that God has given us. We don't look at, you know, the 3,000, 4,000 people that, that call Orchard home and say, wow, look how big we are. We look at how many people, the 50,000 plus people that are outside of this church that don't know Jesus. We've got a long way to go. And so we don't focus on trying to grow as a church. We focus on being healthy as a church because when we focus on church health, it fosters church growth. God will take care of that. Jesus said, I will build my church. And we're just to do what he asks us to do. I'm going to share some numbers in relation to churches in America and how healthy we are. And there's some areas we're really healthy and there's some areas that we have room to grow. And we're going to focus on those so we can be a healthy church to fulfill the mission Jesus gave us. And I'm going to share some numbers with you. And one of the things we say all the time here at Orchard Church is we count people because people count. Amen? Amen? We count people because people count. Every number has a name. Every name has a story. Every story matters to God, and it matters to us. So I don't want you just to hear these as numbers and statistics. I want you to hear them as individuals and marriages and families and teenagers and kids because these are real people that these numbers represent. So when we talk about reaching people, saying yes to Jesus, getting baptized, um, I told you about how many people have said yes to Jesus. Let's just talk about our weekly uh, attendance. I'm thrilled to tell you uh, that in 2018, since we moved to this new facility, Orchard Church grew by 37% in one year. That makes us in the, puts us in the top 10% healthiest churches in all of the United States. And man, we just praise God uh, for that. I mean, I think that's pretty incredible. Um, 
When it comes to baptisms, people going public with their faith, the average church in America baptizes seven a year. I told you we baptize 474. Um, we baptized 16% of the people that attend Orchard. 16% last year um, got baptized. They consider a healthy church to be around eight to 10%. We baptize 16%. That also puts us in the top 10% nationally of churches baptizing. Um, we were blessed to be in Outreach Magazine's top 100 fastest growing churches in America. Um, we were the seventh fastest growing church in America last year, the number one fastest growing church west of the Mississippi. And I, I think it's just incredible what, what God is doing. And, and just to put um, some faces to those, those numbers and statistics, um, I could share hundreds of stories, but this is one email that I received from a family uh, that we reached last year that, that found Jesus. And they, they sent this email to me and they said this, I just wanted to thank you all so very much for welcoming me and my wife to the church. We feel so at home there with you all that we don't want to leave after services. Even though I'm a new believer, you all welcomed us with open arms and we don't ever feel judged by anyone there. I just really wanted to say thank you all so very much. Both me and my wife got baptized today. We have had a hard time in life and you all are definitely a blessing from God to all of us, sending our major thanks and appreciation for allowing us to call Orchard Church our church family and home. Can we just praise God for that? That's amazing. That's awesome. And that, that's what it's all about. That's what it's all, all, all about. And I, I want to encourage you, you know, as we think about the, this process, you know, if, if first, if you haven't said yes to Jesus, we're going to give you an opportunity to do that tonight as we do in every service. If you haven't been baptized and gone public with your faith, take that, that next step. But the other thing I would just say is, man, make church a priority this year. You know, as you're doing your New Year's um, priorities and, and your New Year's resolutions, make church a, a priority to be in God's house, to worship with God's people, to be fed God's word, to be with the family of God. The writer of Hebrews uh, said, don't forsake the assembling of ourselves together as some tend to do. You know, make church a priority. Don't, don't make it like, well, if the Broncos aren't playing during church or we're not skiing or we're not camping or this, yeah, go out, enjoy Colorado. That's why we live here. But make church a priority for your family. And I promise you, you will grow this year. You will grow, you will mature, it'll make a difference in your life. And, and also, plan to invite somebody. Try not to come alone. Invite someone to church. The number one reason that we hear that people come to Orchard Church, by far and away, more than any other reason, is somebody at Orchard invited them. A friend, family, neighbor, coworker. that's the number one reason it's not the billboard, it's not the stickers on the car, it's not the Facebook, all those things help. But number one, 80% of the people that come to Orchard say, somebody invited me and we can live on mission. We're gonna talk more about that in, in just a moment. And I also wanna say thank you for coming to Orchard Church on Saturday night. By you guys attending Saturday services, and I wanna encourage you to continue to do that, you're freeing up seats on Sunday where primarily most of our guests come. Uh, tomorrow, I'm going to be challenging those on Sunday. I need about three 300 people that have been attending on Sunday to be willing to give up their seat to come to Saturday night to live on mission to help people find and follow Jesus and it's a good problem to have because our Sunday services are getting to capacity uh, once again and the last thing in the world we want to happen is guests to come that need Jesus but they can't find a seat amen and so just by you guys coming on Saturday night, you're living on mission. And I would encourage you to continue to do that. Thank you, thank you uh, for doing that and, and living on mission. So our discipleship pathway to help people find and follow Jesus is first, reach. What's, what's second? Help me out, Orchard. It's 
Relate, relate. This is where relationships happen. And there's two steps in, in this that fall under relate for us here at Orchard on our discipleship pathway. That's join a group, a small group, and serve on a ministry team here at Orchard. Join a small group and serve on a team. And this, I'll be honest with you, is an area where Orchard Church, we can improve and we can be healthier. Uh, one of the reasons is because we have so many new people coming to Orchard, the first thing they do is just come to services and it takes a little bit to get in a group or serve on a team. So we have some room to grow here. Let's talk first about uh, small groups at Orchard. Um, where are we at? Uh, last fall, about 23% of our adults were in a small group, um, but the national average is about 58%. So that actually puts us in the bottom 10%. So this is an area this year that we're going to encourage. Get in a group, get in a group, get in a group. Because here's the thing. If you just come to Orchard Church and you just sit in one of our services and you go home I mean, we're, we're, we're thrilled that you're here and we're glad you're here, but this is going to feel like a big impersonal church really fast if that's all you do. We say it all the time, the bigger we get, the smaller we get. We understand here at Orchard that relationships do not get formed and take place in rows, they happen in circles. They happen in, in homes. We say it all the time, you're not gonna know everyone here at Orchard Church, but you can know someone and someone can know you, and that happens in small groups. Our small groups run in semesters. We do a fall semester and a spring semester. This is the perfect time of year because we're getting ready. Right now, we're launching and doing signups for our spring semester. They'll kick off the last week of January. It's where you meet in a home with 10, 12, uh, 14 at the most other people, and that's where you're gonna be cared for, you're gonna be prayed for, you're gonna serve together. That's where you're gonna build relationships. And I know what some of you are thinking, but I've been to these groups before, and sometimes there's weird people in small groups that I have to see every week. We know that. We get that. We're going to love them anyway. We're going to accept them anyway. Now, if you're in a small group and you're like, there's no weird people in our small group, you might be the weird one. You just don't know it yet. Nobody's told you, okay? Because they're in every group. But hey, we're all weird, right? We're all weird. We all need prayer. We all need help. And I promise you, I promise you, you get in a small group, you're going to feel like, you're part of the family and the life of this church. And so if you haven't taken that step, man, get in a group. Sign up now. Uh, there's also a booth right out here in the lobby. Uh, it's going to be up all month if you have questions about the groups and maybe where you'd fit in. Uh, most of our small groups now are sermon-based discussion. And so you, there's no outside homework. You just, if you come to the service on Sunday and then you'll unpack and talk about how did that apply to your life? What is God teaching you? And man, that's where the learning really takes place so we can be doers of God's word and not just hearers only. And then we have some focus groups. If you wanna be in a ladies' Bible study or a men's Bible study or financial peace or something like that, but there's options for, for everyone. But that is under relate, get in, in a group. And the second part of relate, the next step is serving on a ministry team here at Orchard Church. Uh, giving back to God who's giving everything uh, to us to be the hands and feet of Jesus, to love on people and care for people. And again, this is an area, I'll be honest with you, as a church family that we can, improve and we can grow on, uh, grow in this area. In 2018, um, about 26% of the adults served at Orchard Church. Of all the people that attend, 26% served. The national average in a healthy church is 45%. So this is an area we're praying that more people that are new to Orchard, and they're saying, this is now my church home. I believe in what God is doing here. I'm being fed here, and I want to help other people find and follow Jesus. Because one of our values at Orchard is we are worship participants, not spectators. And we are church contributors, not consumers. God doesn't want us to be consumer Christians. He wants us to be contributing Christians. Amen? 
We're never more like Jesus than when we serve other people and we love on other people. And we move from being a consumer to a contributor when we get involved, we get off the sidelines, we get off the bench, we get in the game, and we serve. And again, this is not about what we want from you. It's about what we want for you because the Bible says when we accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior, that he gives us supernatural gifts. He gives us gifts and talents and abilities. We want to help you identify those gifts and talents and abilities so you can use those for the Lord to be on mission to help people find and follow Jesus, to be a part of what God is doing here. Because doesn't it feel good to help somebody else? Doesn't it feel good when you make a difference? And you know, you you will serve to be a blessing, but I promise you this. Here's what happens in my life. I serve because I want to be a blessing, but I get the blessing. It's a blessing to serve, and you're going to grow, and you're going to mature in your faith. And um, I I just want to read this. This was an email we received recently uh, from a family that was impacted on their first Sunday because so many people serving and being in the hands and feet of Jesus, and they wrote this to us. And there's hundreds of stories like this. They said, today I went to Orchard Church for the very first time and I went by myself and I was scared. I didn't know where to go. I wasn't in the building yet and I was warmly greeted, given a gift bag and taken on a tour of the facility. The lobby was filled with super friendly people and yummy breakfast snacks. Got to keep them yummy breakfast snacks going. An usher set me on a row right next to a lovely father and his children. Then the service began with great uplifting music to get your butt out of your seat. I'm just reading what was written, okay? The message was so relatable to everyone. I, can't, I cannot recommend this church enough to everyone. Nicest people ever. Thank you for your hospitality and making my first visit a very memorable one. I will be back. Hey, can we just give it up for all the people that serve here at Orchard Church? We could not do it without you. We could not do it without you. It takes over 400 people volunteering and serving every week for us to make weekends here at Orchard happen. And, uh, you know, you, we say it all the time. You won't know every story here, but when you serve, make no mistake about it, you have a part in every story. You have a part in stories like this. And I want to just share a couple of stories of some people that serve here at Orchard that, man, bless my heart and challenge me to serve more. Uh, Let me introduce you to Dolores. This is Dolores. She serves on our guest services team at a greeter. She opens doors. Um, She serves all the time. Dolores is 98 years old, or should we say 98 years young, and she serves on our guest services team. Can I just ask this question? What's your excuse? I'm just going to go there, all right? I mean, come on. If Dolores could serve, any of us could serve. Now, let me give you the other extreme. Let me tell you about the Dixon family. This is Johnny, his wife. Tammy's taking the picture. This is the Dixon family. When we moved into this facility, we needed someone to head up our parking lot ministry, get everyone in and out and find spots. And they said, man, we will do that. They're out there every week, rain, snow, cold, heat, everything. But not only does Tammy and Johnny serve, they're three kids serve with them as a family, Mason, Emerson, and Carter, and they're 10, 6, and 4 years old. We have everything from 98 years old down to 4-year-olds serving here at Orchard Church. Now, the good news is I know they serve in our parking lot ministry. We don't let them park your car. (laughs) Definitely not the 4-year-old, okay? But I think that is incredible. I mean, these kids are going to grow up in a home where they have seen modeled how to be the hands and feet of Jesus, and to love on people and make a difference. Have you taken that step? 
to, to give back to God to help other people. You know, you know what we could do here at Orchard? We, we could just let people park themselves. We could let people open their own door. We could just throw a bunch of food out there or maybe not have food and coffee at all on the table. Uh, we could let people find their own seat. We could do all of that, but that wouldn't be loving on people like Jesus would. Jesus wouldn't do that. Jesus would love on people. Jesus would be hospitable to people, but it takes people serving to, to do that. And I would encourage you, if you haven't taken that step, to go to, to sign up for serving, to use what God has given you, to give, to give back. Um, our next volunteer is next week. On the volunteer, they take you around the building and show you all the different options. We will find a fit for you. There's something for everybody, whether that's out front or behind the scenes. We look to match your passion, personality, and availability uh, to serve what we say is jump in try and serve jump around find the right fit for you and then jump up and, and serve more and so we can help you with that if that's your next step and so that's that's the second um component of our discipleship pathway first is relate reach and second is relate and then the third uh, component of our discipleship pathway is reproduce and this is where disciple making um, culminates disciple making where it is the two steps of be discipled if you haven't been discipled be discipled and then if you've been discipled disciple others because disciples make disciples that make disciples it's reproducing reproducers we have over 250 adults right now involved in our discipleship ministry uh, let me kind of tell you a little bit about how that process works um, it's basically we pair uh, a man with another man a lady with another lady we give them a 10-week curriculum um, and it's basically like a spiritual coach a lot of people have life coaches this is a spiritual coach and you walk through this curriculum um, 10 lessons it takes about three months um, depending on how quick you go through it three to four months in building a relationship we have people all the time that say man I want to know how to read the Bible better I want to understand the Bible I, I want to know how to pray I want to know how to grow in my relationship with God and I want to know how to do that that's what discipleship can do for you and so um, we, we pair these people up and most of the time where we find these relationships to pair people up is people that are serving and, and in small group and I will tell you that we have a waiting list right now people to be discipled we need more disciplers. And so if you are mature in faith, you can go through our training and then you can help disciple someone else. Um, or if you need to be discipled, you can sign up and somebody can walk you through this. People that go through our discipleship ministry after three to four months, we hear this all the time. In three to four months, I learn more about the Bible and my walk with God than I've learned in my entire life. It will set, I'm telling you, 2019 could be a life-changing year for you in your walk with God and all your other relationships by being a part of discipleship. So I want you to think about that as well. Reach, relate, reproduce. Now, let me ask you, where are you on this pathway? Where are you? And here's what I wanna ask you all to do. We're gonna do this all weekend long, is take out this card that was on your seat. If you consider Orchard Church your church home, take out this card, and I want you to look at it. And I'm gonna ask you to give us your name and your best contact, either your email or your phone number, best way to contact you. And I wanna encourage you, don't, don't try to sign up for everything. But here's what you're gonna hear us ask over and over this year. What's your next step? 
on this discipleship pathway? What's the next step God wants you to take to grow in your relationship with God in 2019? If you've said yes to Jesus, but you haven't been baptized, your next step is get baptized. If you've said yes and you've gotten baptized, but man, you haven't gotten to a small group yet, man, just say, I'm, I'm gonna bite the bullet. I'm gonna stop making excuses. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna get in a group. I'm gonna serve. I'm gonna be disciple, or I'm gonna disciple someone else. Just what is your next step? You're gonna hear us saying this over and over. Just take your next step, one step at a time take your next step now you don't have to do these in order all right you can jump around but but hopefully eventually you're going to do these because we've seen when people take these steps they grow in their faith it's life-changing but here's the thing orchard church and i'm going to tell you what to do with these cards something special in just a moment so fill them out but hang on to them while we're on this journey we don't want to stop helping other people find and follow jesus amen god amen God never intended for us to be on this journey alone. Somebody helped you get on this journey. Somebody helped you find Jesus, and now we're helping you follow Jesus, but God wants you to help others to find and follow Jesus, to join you in this journey. And when we say the mission is helping people find and follow Jesus, that's not the mission of the leadership and the staff here at Orchard Church. That's all of us. We're all supposed to be doing this all the time. We're the church. This is what Paul said in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11 and 12. Watch this. This is, this is so life-changing. Now, these are the gifts Christ gave to who? The church. That's all of us, the family of God. The apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors and teachers. I'm a pastor, teacher. You say, well, I'm none of those. Okay, but you're about to be one of these next ones. Here's my responsibility as a pastor, teacher. Their responsibility is to equip who? God's people to do his work. My primary responsibility is to equip all of you to do the work of God to help people find and follow Jesus. That's our leadership team's responsibility is to help you make disciples that make disciples, to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. I recently heard a definition of discipleship that is the best definition I've maybe ever heard in my life of what a true disciple is, a follower of Jesus. A disciple is a follower of Jesus. And, and here's what it said. A disciple is one who has moved from being the recipient of the church's mission to being responsible for the church's mission. Man, that is so good. Let me read that again. A disciple is one who has moved from being the recipient of the church's mission to being responsible for the church's mission. Someone who has found Jesus and following Jesus, but now is helping others to find and follow Jesus. And, and that is what we want to be about as we go into 2019, that we're on the discipleship pathway to help people find and follow Jesus, and we're doing it for someone else. And right now, I want to share a video with you that is about a family that someone invited someone that invited someone that invited someone that now are inviting a whole lot of other people. They have moved from being the recipient of the church's mission to being responsible for the mission. And this is gonna bless your heart. Check this out. One of my colleagues, uh, she invited me to Orchard. Um, her name's Jeannie. And um, I went with her and her husband they just, you know, kept inviting me back, so I kept going. <laughs> but Justin wasn't quite on on board with going to church yet, so he took a little bit longer. But one day, um, I said, you know, are you going to come to church? I, I didn't give up, and I just kept asking him. And one morning, I said, are you going to go to church with me? And he smiled. So I was like, oh, my God, he's going, and I got so excited. And Yeah, so we just got up, and then we went to church. And then it just became 
just an ongoing thing. Next thing I knew, I was like, well, I've been going every every week. So never thought he'd be the guy that goes to church, yeah. and now he's the one that's like, you know, we're going to church, right? Are we going to church? And so it's. No. But the fact that something brought me back every time, even though in the beginning I didn't really feel that connection, and more than anything, I think it's just knowing that there's a God out there that just loves you unconditionally in a world where you just don't see love every day, you know? You don't feel it every day, but with God you do. And when you go to church, you feel it. When you go to Orchard, you feel it with the people there. You feel it with the message. You feel it during worship. Um, you feel it in the children's ministry. So it's, it's changed my life tremendously in the biggest way because I never ever thought I would see the day that we would go to church every week as a family. I never thought I would see that day. So, you know, when Jeannie invited me that first time, she didn't know what I was going through, but she knew that I was going through something. And she didn't know if I was going to say yes or no, but she took that chance. And I didn't know whether I was going to like it or not. And it took several services, but God was the one that kept bringing me back. And so you, you invite your loved ones to come or that coworker that you can tell is going through something. And then you, you give it to God, you know, and that's, that's what he asks us to do. You know, plant that little mustard seed and, um, and let me do the rest. And, and that's what I've learned that I need to do. And, and be patient because we it, it took several times before Justin would finally go. And it took several times inviting his mom and her husband before they would go. He told me two years ago I'd be going to church every week with my husband and his mom and her husband. I would have never believed you. I would have laughed out of the house. <laughs> so if you're thinking about inviting somebody to church, invite them and then pray about it and don't give up on that prayer because the power of prayer is that's a deadly weapon, my friend. That incredible story. Can we just give God praise for that and celebrate that story? Man, what I love about that story is, is someone at Orchard invited Jeannie, and then Jeannie invited Vanjie, and then Vanjie invited Justin, and then Justin invited his mom and her husband, and now they're inviting their, their family. And I mean, that's, that's living on mission. And that's what we want to do as a church as we go into 2019. We want to be on mission. We want to be on the discipleship pathway, and we want to invite others to that as well. And I bet we all know someone in our sphere of influence that needs Jesus, that friend, that neighbor, that coworker. And I want you to listen to the words of Jesus, our Lord. In Matthew chapter 18, verse, verse 12 through 14, he gave the parable of the lost sheep. And he, he's in this, he's trying to paint this picture of God's heart for those people that still need Jesus. Jesus. And look at how he illustrated it. He said, if a man has a hundred sheep and one of them wanders away, what will he do? Won't he leave the 99 others on the hills and go out to search for who? For the one, for the one that is lost. He will go out and he'll search for the one that is lost. And he goes on and says this, and if he finds it, that one, I tell you the truth, he will rejoice over it more than over the 99 that didn't wander away. In the same way, it is not my heavenly father's will that even, how many church? Even one of these little ones should perish. 
And here's what I want to ask you, Orchard Church. You're going to hear us talk about this. This is going to be our theme for 2019. This is what For the One is all about. Who is the one in your sphere of influence that needs Jesus? Who is that friend, that neighbor, that coworker, that family member? Here's what living on mission means to help people find and follow Jesus, that we form intentional relationships with people at work, people we go to school with, that person at the grocery store that always checks us out or at 7-Eleven or that neighbor next door, that we form an intentional relationship to say, you know what, I don't know if they know Jesus and I want them to know the Jesus I know. Who is the one? Who is the one? For the one is our theme for 2019. Who is your one? And here's what I ask you to do. There's one other line on this, this card that says, my one. And I wanna ask you to think about who's the person God is laying on your heart right now that you'd like to see come to Christ this year in 2019, that you're gonna pray, you're gonna invite them, you're gonna try to reach out to them as God gives you opportunity. And here's what we're gonna do right now. We're gonna do something unique. We don't normally do this here at Orchard, but we wanna mark this moment. The worship team is gonna come out and they're gonna, we're gonna do a song of worship and in a, in a song of worship and in an act of worship, I'm gonna ask you to take that card you filled out, the For The One card, and get out of your seat, come up here, just lay it on the stage, and then there's four baskets up here, and in these baskets are bracelets that say For The One. And to remind you of that person that you're praying for, that you're gonna invite, and we're gonna be praying for as well. And so we're gonna, we're gonna sing, we're gonna ask you to come forward and do this, and then go back to your seat and, and just continue to worship. Please don't leave. The service is not over just yet, and we're gonna close in a special time of prayer and worship. But uh, we wanna take our next step, and we want to reach the one, for the one, who is the one that God is laying on your heart. We're gonna pray over all of these cards that represent all of the people that are your sphere of influence, that need Jesus, that is your one that you're gonna be praying for this year, that we're gonna be praying for this year, that you're gonna be looking for God to give you that opportunity to talk to them, to invite them to, to church, to hear about Jesus. But it would be a tragedy if we dismissed this service tonight and didn't give all of you an opportunity to say yes to Jesus if you've never said yes to him. Maybe tonight you're the one. God's been pursuing, God's been chasing, God's been reaching out to you, you know it. God knows it. And it's time for you to say yes to Jesus as your Lord and Savior, to invite him into your life. The, the one who 2,000 years ago went to the cross and he died on the cross to pay for all of our sins that we could be forgiven and have a relationship with God restored. If that's you, you know if that's you tonight. I wanna pray a prayer of faith. It's a, not a magic prayer, magic words, but if you would like to say yes to Jesus, this is just a simple way to express what is in your heart to God's right now, just right where you sit. If that's you, you know who you are. Would you be willing to open your heart to God and pray this prayer from your heart to God's right now? And it, it goes like this. Jesus, I'm saying yes to you today. Yes, be my Lord. Yes, be my Savior. Forgive me of my sins. I want to know and follow you. Thank you for leaving the 99 to find me. Thank you. Thank you continue an attitude of prayer with heads bowed and eyes closed for just a moment. I don't want to embarrass anybody, but I would love the privilege to pray for you if you just prayed that prayer for the first time. And without anyone else looking around, I don't want to embarrass anybody, but um, I'm going to count to three. On the count of three, if I could pray for you, if you just prayed that prayer, would you just slip up your hand across the auditorium? One, two, three, just lift it up. God bless you. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Yes, two or three people over here. Thank you. Yes, right here. Thank you, ma'am. Amen. Several. God bless you. Yes, thank you back there. Amen. 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 Praise God. 
Church family, let's pray for those that said yes to Jesus tonight. That's what this is all about. And let's pray together for all of these cards and all of the lives and the marriages and the families and the kids that these represent and what God's going to do this year as we live on mission to help people find and follow Jesus. Heavenly Father, we come to you. And Lord, we just uh, praise you and thank you for all the incredible things you've done in and through Orchard Church uh, last year and the years before that. But Lord, we believe that uh, there is still work to be done. There are still many in this community and throughout the world that, that don't know you. And, and we want to be committed and focused on helping people find and follow you. And Lord, we pray for all of these, these names that are on all of these cards and all the lives that it represents and that could be changed uh, forever. And Lord, we, we pray that you would give each of us eyes to see, ears to hear, to be sensitive to your spirits leading and prompting, to open the doors, to invite these people to church, to tell them about what you've done in our lives and to introduce them to you. And Lord, help us to live on mission in 2019 for the one, for the one. And help us to be on the discipleship pathway that you've led us to be a part of to grow in our faith and our walk with you. And Lord, we thank you for those tonight saying yes to you as Lord and Savior. We welcome them into the family of God as our brothers and sisters of Christ, and we celebrate their decision. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Saying yes to Jesus is the biggest decision you can ever make. We've created this booklet to help you in your next steps. So if you've prayed that prayer, let us know by emailing us your address to yes at orchard.church, and we'll send you a copy.